7 to 8 p.m. Sport On with Tabiso Musia. And uh, we are coming to you live from the FNB Stadium this evening on SAFM Spot On. It is Bafana Bafana up against Ghana. The second half has just gotten underway, but the Ghanaian goalkeeper, uh, looks like Richard Ofori, is down there after a, an attempt from Evidence Mahopa. So it's still goalless. It was goalless at halftime, a couple of minutes into the second half. And if you've been watching this game, it is live on SABC3 and uh, SABC Sport Channel, as well as various radio stations. You are free to welcome to send us your voice notes on 061 4104107. Give us your impressions of the first 45 minutes between Bafana Bafana and Ghana. Remember, this is the second World Cup qualifier for both teams. Ghana winning 1-0 at home against Ethiopia on the Cape Coast and Bafana drew 0-0 with Zimbabwe. We are going to get straight into it if you missed the first 45 minutes. We are joined right here at the FNB Stadium by City Press. Deputy Sports Editor Daniel Mutuahai Trompis who joins us here. Trompis, good evening. Thank you for joining us. Good evening, Tabs. Uh, thanks uh, for having me as your guest tonight. Nil-nil after the first 45 minutes. For those who didn't see it, is it a true reflection of the first half? Uh, not so much so, uh, considering that I think, you know, Ghana already with uh, three points in the back at home. They know exactly coming to South Africa. A point will do you also... Check out, I mean, their playing system. Uh, whenever we are in possession, their defensive block is working quite well. I've seen... Uh, you know, every time we try to attack them, it's mostly six uh, versus four or seven versus five. So, so far, I think they are doing their defensive work quite uh, efficiently. Maybe we need uh, someone who can sp- ex- exploit some small spaces, you know, to get them through. But I still believe we could have been one up. It was, um, you, you know, a missed call by the referee the, uh, that Pesita had was a goal. So just repeat that because for those who missed it, Bafana had put the ball in the back of the net. A clinical header from Pesitao. I think it was Nico Mobi with the cross from the left there. Uh, Pesitao headed it home. But as uh, as people are about to celebrate, as the bench got up, the assistant ref reflected offside. But, but Daniel, you saw it with the naked eye. It wasn't offside to you, even without seeing the replay. Absolutely, because if you check uh, tabs, uh, you know, most of our play, we've been quite effective on the left, you know, trying to overload their right uh, back hand side where Songwani and Moby, I think they've done so well in taking on the players. And when Moby delivered that ball, the timing uh, uh, from Pesita was just um, perfect in a way that, you know, when the ball was delivered, he has just, uh, you know, left off his marker to attack the ball. Okay, so uh, do we need VAR then, Daniel? Where is VAR? Because we saw VAR in the Kev Champions League final. Absolutely, VAR, where are you when you need you the most? <laughs> because remember, that's what happened to Kaiser Chiefs uh, in that Kev mm. Champions League final. Had it not been for VAR, we could be talking another story. They wouldn't have been in the final. On a serious note, though, how far are we from VAR? just being a regular on the continent. And why do we not have VAR in the World Cup qualifiers? Well, you see, I think uh, it's uh, it's about time, maybe from the referee's technical department, I mean, to to, to maybe like a, a jack up a bit, mm. train more referees. Because remember, as we speak, I mean, we've got the likes of, uh, I think, Gomez and Siwela from our country who have already been uh, to... Uh, uh, to VAR courses, so they are well versed with how this thing works. And I think, uh, I mean, we do have the resources for sure to uh, to deploy VAR because uh, if you look, I mean, the World 
World Cup qualifiers mm. are quite most important in effect that you can, I mean you can't afford to be robbed of what it, what looks like legitimate goal like we witnessed tonight. Well, if it stays like this, there'll be growing calls for VAR. But let's just go back a little bit, uh, Daniel. There have been two changes to the Bafana Bafana team from the team that drew nil-nil with uh, Zimbabwe. Gift Links and Luther Singh miss out and uh, Thongwane comes in as well as Ethan Brooks. What did you make of, what do you make of those changes? Well, you, you see, one other thing uh, that I've realized with Hugo, uh, Hugo Bruce is quite brave in his decisions. You know, sometimes when uh, you are revamping your team, you'll always take chances. So maybe, like, I mean, with this lineup, we wouldn't know if ever he had kept the same lineup, uh, what different, what much of a difference it would have made. But uh, uh, at this point in time, uh, speaking of Ethan Brooks, I think uh, for now, since I said that we need that killer punch, uh, mm. he could be someone that perhaps we can sacrifice, uh, get gift links back, you know, with his swift left foot and ability to take on his players to give us that, you know, uh, 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 an additional uh, dimension up front, you know, to, to, to unlock this stubborn Ghana defense. Okay, just before we take a break, just give us a sense of how they've lined up Bafana with these changes. I see Shongwane has been on the left for most of that first half. Uh, where is Ethan Brooks playing? Is he behind Evidence Makopa? Yes, uh, because you see you've got Mutovim Mvala mopping up there. And then, uh, like I say, with Ethan Brooks and Tebuho uh, Mukwena, I think mm. they are basically giving you more or less the same uh, uh, the same kind of contribution, even though, you know, with Mukwena, you've got an upper hand who's uh, both good offensively and defensively. Hence, I'm saying, you know, I can always sacrifice um, Ethan Brooks to have, you know, an all-out attacking player. Okay, there is a break. It's been a very physical game. Another player is down. We'll just take a quick break. But if you've been watching the first half and early in the second half, you're welcome to send us your voice notes on 061-4104-107. It is SAFM Spot On. We're coming to you live from the FNB Stadium. And I'm joined for the moment by Daniel Mutuakai from the City Press. We'll also bring in a journalist from Ghana later on just to tell us about the makeup of their team. They're missing some of their UK-based stars. And later on, we'll speak to Safa. For unskippable, no-click baiting, and cookie-free, with lots of real followers and likes, place your sales campaign on SAFM. Radio is still the best place to advertise your business at affordable rates. SAFM, with its national footprint and top personalities, offer advertisers distinctive opportunities to reach their target audience. Email sales at safm.co.za. SAFM, the influencer you can trust. Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. Oh, and you've just crossed to us where there is a great chance here for Bafana Bafana inside the box. Looks like it was Evidence Mahopa with the shot there, close to the keeper, but um, it was uh, saved away there and the chance is gone. Now the ball is back in the Bafana Bafana half with Ronin Williams and Rushin Derouk. I'm not alone, of course, here. I've got uh, Stan Makubel as our technical producer uh, this evening, as well as Velile Mnyando, who is the producer, keeping an eye on the show, keeping an eye on the game. Velile, what have you seen so far? Uh, good evening, uh, Tabiso, and also to the listeners. Um, I think I'm seeing a repeat of what I saw in uh, in, in, in Harare on Friday. 
Um, we have not been able to score goals and not because we don't have chances. We've got chances, mm. you know. I think maybe it's a matter of confidence um, in the final third um, and also especially when they see themselves that they are a new group of players, has a lot of pressure on them. Uh, if you look at, unfortunately, a, a clean goal for Pesitao that should have been allowed, uh, but Mahupa has just had two chances. Mm. He's just had another chance now, but earlier there was also a blunder by uh, Richard Ofori. Uh, so, taking from what the coach said yesterday, um, you can see that w even with his changes, that he's tried to address um, uh, in terms of effectiveness in, in, in the final third, but I think we've just been unfortunate and uh, not taking our chances. Okay, still goalless here between Bafana Bafana and Ghana. We're coming to you live from the FNB Stadium. It's so quiet because there's no one there. <laughs> the only noise is coming from the bench and the rest of the squad members of Bafana Bafana and uh, Ghana. Hopefully fans will be back in the stadium very soon. Uh, but Valila, you mentioned the two chances for Bafana Bafana. From what I saw in the first half, it was a slow start for Bafana Bafana, but they seem to have gradually got back into the game though. Is that encouraging? No, I think it is. It is encouraging because uh, at some stage I was worried. I think it was um, around the first 17 minutes of the game and they, they had hardly crossed the 22-meter uh, line mm. um, in, in rugby terms, you know, so, which was a bit concerning for me. But uh, as time went on, then they warmed up. Um, you you could see, in, in fact, from that moment when they started to have chances, uh, it has never changed. They've been uh, coming back um, ever since. And even in the second half, they started the brighter um, side in this game. Okay, and let's just go back to yesterday because you attended the last training session of Bafana Bafana and you attended the address by the coach of Bafana, Hugo Bruce, and the coach of Ghana. But I was interested to hear what Hugo Bruce has had to say before the game, saying that obviously they do want to win, but he's looking at the bigger picture. He just wants the team to play well and see if there'll be an improvement from the game against Zimbabwe. What do you make of that? Because it sounds like, once again, the expectations were not that high. Yeah, no, that's what um, the coach was also saying. In fact, I asked him also the importance of um, getting maximum points at home because if you start counting from nine plus uh, when you win all your home matches uh, it becomes a different case and if you recall this was the challenge with us not qualifying for uh, AFCON uh, 2022 uh, next year in, in, in Cameroon it's because um, we we failed to beat Ghana here mm. you know and, and, and also with the coach uh, he, he also did say that he, he would be content uh, with a draw uh, in, in, in today's game. So you, you just get the sense um, that uh, he's a bit cautious. He doesn't want to promise too much. Uh, and I'm not sure part of this if it's also coming from being comfortable um, with the statement that also came from the SAFA president um, that the coach, it's not a must that he must qualify uh, for Qatar 2022. So I think that that's where uh, this whole thing is coming from. Is that understandable? He says he wants to rebuild. I even heard him say he was even looking ahead to the Ethiopia game, saying that if he needs to make changes, he'll make changes because as he goes along, he's starting to see which players belong to the in, in international level and which players don't. But there, here's a chance for Bafana Bafana now just on the left-hand side. There, they seem to be coming away with it. But, oh, no, he couldn't beat his man. Was that Nico Mobi? Uh, this is Shongwane. Um, oh, uh, Bongogutle Shongwane. Bongogutle Shongwane and one of the bright stars of, of this team. You can see the impact that he's had in this team, Tabiso, mm. from being changed, um, the, the, the change that was made from the first game when we had Luther Singh in, in that position. He's been able to create some of the chances uh, here, uh, Bongogutle Shongwane. He brings 
something. You remember he came even very close to scoring against against Zimbabwe. Against Zimbabwe, he came and, off the bench exactly as a sub. And for me, these are the players that the coach. Um, I think the coach is here. Tabiso is prepared to bite the bullet. And, mm-hmm. and 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 come up with a new team but i think one thing that is going to see now between now and the next games uh, against uh, ethiopia is that he still needs a bit of experience uh, in in this team you can see the ghanaian side yes they've mm. got some new players but there's still wakasu there mm. uh, there's still uh, dede ayu there and you can see uh, even at the back there's jonathan mensa you remember him from free state Sars? Yes. you know uh, also played with uh, for udiness in the Serie A as well where is he in the us now where is he now yes he's in the us now mm. yeah so so that experience for me that's why i i expect the coach to bring back some experienced players and um, maybe zungu would be playing by then uh, and maybe um shishi will also be brought back next time yeah and taking into account the fact that the world cup is only a year ago you can understand when the coach says he's rebuilding fair enough but we seem to have been rebuilding for a long time but with the world cup one year where you would have expected him maybe to pick some experience in his squad maybe he will make those changes as we go along by the way if you are wondering why Dede Ayew is here because his brother Jordan is not here remember Dede Ayew actually moved in the last transfer window he moved to Qatar he moved to Alsad is that the club Pizza Musumana played for yes yes, yes. Alsad <laughs> he moved to Qatar Dede Ayew so that's why he's able to play here but some of their players who play at Leicester some of those at Reading are not here as far as Ghana is concerned and it's there's a corner now for Bafana 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 have actually been going forward a lot more in this second half they've looked the better of the two sides they look like they've been told at halftime that go out there and make sure you get that goal you can get that goal and maybe even that disallowed goal maybe gave them some confidence that they can actually break this defense of Ghana so there's a corner kick swung in now or oh, just headed wide should there I, but there was no one at the far post should have heard someone at the far post no one at the far post there yeah, and also in terms of area strength as well, I think we lack a bit in area strength. If you mm-hmm. look at even our defense, they, we're not that tall there, mm-hmm. you know. So, but I think those are the things uh, going forward the coach will be looking at. It was interesting you mentioned Bongokutla Songwane because I remember speaking to Delron Barkley after seeing him in a few games uh, for Marispec United, and Barkley was the assistant coach there. And I was saying to Barkley, this boy looks like he's got something. What is missing? And Barkley was saying they were trying to teach him to get into the right spaces and the right areas because he has so much potential, but he just doesn't time his runs properly. But he really seems to have worked on that at Marispec United and he's a different player now altogether. Are you surprised he didn't move in the offseason, Velile? Uh, very surprising because there were two good offers for him. Uh, I think Sundowns was uh, offering to bring him, in, to sign him, but then pack him at... Um, at 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 at, at Marisburg United mm. but Chiefs wanted to get him but i think they were just scared off by the asking price i'm not sure uh, now uh, what they are going to be thinking about because he's playing two world cup qualifiers now and he's going to score more goals remember he scored also against Uganda mm-hmm. so that transfer fee will even be more come end of the season Okay, still goalless here between Bafana Bafana and Ghana. We're going to bring in a voice from Ghana now just to find out more about their team, find out more about their expectations. But your voice notes are welcome if you are watching the game on mute and you're listening to us too you can send them to 061-4104-107 we are also on social media you can tweet us it might be even be easier if you're on social media to tweet us and use the hashtag SAFM spot on and then it will be just easier for us to be able to see your tweets there uh, but not much happening at the moment it is still Bafana Bafana looking uh, the better of the two sides actually in the second half even though we do know that um, Ghana would have come here and started here as favourites against Bafana Bafana so it is 
still a goalless between Bafana and Ghana. Remember, the other two teams in this group, Ethiopia and Zimbabwe, they will play tomorrow. Uh, that's the other game in this group. And we are making a substitution right now. Maybe let's take a quick break and we'll be back with the sub. SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. Leading the conversation. Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. And we are now joined by Michael Oti Ajay, who is uh, from the GM at the Digital at Media General in Ghana. Michael, uh, good evening from us on SAFM, and uh, thank you for joining us here tonight. Good evening. My pleasure to be here. How has it been here in South Africa? It's been good. This place is um, it's, it's a bit like home. Um, mm-hmm. I have some great friends, Valile, one of them. Um, I've been coming here pretty much since the early 2000s, so it's always nice to be back. Wonderful. And your impressions of the game so far, Michael? I think from a Ghanaian perspective, it's been poor. From a South African perspective, uh, reason to be hopeful. The, um, that goal in the first half should have stood. I didn't think it was offside. And it's pretty much the same conversation in the Ghanaian social media space. Mm. I think South Africa have had enough opportunities to be in the lead. Ghana has made a lot of mistakes at the back. But if you watch the game Ghana played against Ethiopia mm-hmm. last Friday... It's pretty much similar now, you know, mm-hmm. uh, an inability to hold on to the ball, too many passes in midfield, going haywire. And I and the surprise for me up to this stage is that South Africa has not punished Ghana for the mistakes. And and that for me is a big surprise. But overall, I think Bafana Bafana should be in front in this game. Did it have to take a replay for you to see it was offside or could you see it from where you are sitting? It needed a replay. It was not I offside. Always, yeah, mm-hmm. I needed a replay. My first impression was it looked offside and mm-hmm. then... I saw the replay and then I started getting messages from Ghana with a few of my friends saying, you know, we got away with one. So I think it's just one of those things. And maybe games like this highlights the need for the continent mm. to be in line with global trends. Everywhere in the world, when World Cup qualifiers are being played with so much at stake in terms of revenue, national pride and everything, VR is deployed to make sure that the sporting integrity is maintained as much as possible. And I think we've got to a stage where if you are hosting international games, there has to be a certain effort to make sure that VR is part of it, just to get the result as close to the best possible one as possible. Especially with so much at stake. And Bafana Bafana keep going forward. Uh, there is a corner kick now for Bafana Bafana. Uh, so let's see how that one goes. Looks like Pesita is stepping up to go and uh, take that one. It was a long ball from the back trying to find Nico Mobi. It was headed out there for a corner kick. And you mentioned the game against Ethiopia, Michael, um, earlier on. And it was interesting to hear the, Ga- the Ghana coach, uh, Charles, having to defend himself for the way that they were playing in that game. It seems like some sectors of the media or I don't know if it's the supporters or the people back home were not happy with the performance even though the team won. They were not. They were not happy with the performance. I flew in with the team and uh, even at the airport there were a lot of complaints about the team. Even on social media today there are people harking back to that. I think there's generally a sense that this team is not as good as it should be. There's a sense that not the best players are in the team. There's a sense that this team is nothing close to, for instance, the Ghana team that came here to beat Bafana in the 2005 uh, game here in the same stadium in the qualifiers for the World Cup. And the Ghana team that's reached so many Nations Cups. So there's not a lot of confidence in the Ghana team at the moment, unfortunately. 
Okay, not much coming out of that corner, but in the rebound, Bafana had a great chance there. They kept it alive and uh, they tried to go for goal. It looked like uh, they were trying to go for an overhead kick there, but it wasn't to be. It just sailed a bit wide. Mutobim Vala with the uh, spectacular that he was trying there. Uh, it just shows uh, the, the, the dominance of Bafana Bafana so far, especially in this second half. They seem to be in control of this game. And as you can hear from Michael, not happy with the performance of Ghana so far. But the coach, Michael, came out and said that he's not bothered by the by the criticism he just wants to play effective football he's top of the log at the moment he's the only one that won his game after the first round is that good or not good enough for, for, for a team like Ghana I think if you put it within historical context the fact that it was three points is good enough mm. um, in 2006 Ghana started with a loss the qualifiers have always been difficult and I was having a chat with the captain Andrea you this afternoon before coming over to the stadium and he reiterated that that the most important thing is to get the three points, build that momentum. And he said, he said to the team before they played that Ethiopia game that it doesn't matter how they will get it. They need to get the three, the three points in that particular game. And he is very, very pleased. The team is very pleased that they got that sorted and out of the way. Well, Dede Ayao just surged into the Bafana Bafana box there. He had two defenders in front of him, tried to get in between them, but he's been adjudged to have fouled one of the defenders and he's not happy with that. Dede Ayao, one of the few forays up front for Ghana in this second half. Talking about Dede Ayao, Ayao, he's here having moved from the UK to Qatar, but you're missing a lot of players that are at Leicester, players that are at Reading. Uh, Jordan Ayao, also not here. How much of a difference does that make? It makes a difference if you think of, say, for instance, Thomas Partey didn't come. Mm. Daniel Amate would have started instead of the former Free State Stars uh, Jonathan defender, Mensah. Jonathan Mensah. Then you would have had Andy Adam. But I said yesterday, and I'll repeat it, I don't think some of those absences are major losses for Ghana. Mm -hmm. For instance, you've got a left-back, Babaraman, who plays for Reading. He's not here. But the criticism against his call-up alone has been so intense that this was a chance for Gideon Mensah to do well. And I think Gideon Mensah has done well at left back. So a bit of a mishap for Ghana, but also a blessing in a way that allows the coach to discover a bit more. And I think looking at the positions that were filled, not a, not a lot has been missed as a result of that. So then if that's the case, uh, there is a substitution here for Ghana. Who's coming off there? I think it's Andre Ayu who is oh, being Ayu pulled out. Off. And then it's uh, Banya from Accra Hatsufuk who will come on. He... The day I use clearly not happy. Uh, he's not Samuel, coming off. Yeah, or is he going to give out the armband? It's Samuel Wusu who is actually coming on. Uh -huh. And um, he also plays his club football in Saudi Arabia, moved. Uh, so. Are you surprised by the substitution? No, I'm not. Because IU has not been great in this game. So, okay, mm. we saw that one opportunity where he went into the box and sort of got things mixed up. But he, he's not had a good game. He's slow and that at various points is holding up the play and that for Ghana is just not good enough. What's interesting is that he's high-fiving everybody but except the coach. He just seems to have snapped the coach or am I reading too much into it? I, I think he wouldn't be happy with that but you know, you know, coaches always say it's natural when players react that way. Today is very passionate mm -hmm. to play for Ghana and I think it will be one of those things. But he's a player who doesn't like being substituted. We've seen it several times in a Ghana shirt. Just back to the discussion about players missing. Michael Oti Oje is our guest here on SAFM. Um, your coach was very vocal about uh, these uh, COVID restrictions and how um, Africa or, Kev or FIFA is allowing Kev to be treated. What was he saying there? What is he not happy with? He was saying yesterday that you know, given the pressure that coaches are under and everything, that coaches need to be afforded the opportunity to present their best players possible. He thinks that not being able to bring your best players because a country is red-listed or a league 
refuses to release the players to travel to specific countries, mm. as happened in the case with the Premier League players uh, coming here to South Africa, uh, places countries like Ghana and countries who rely on, on, on those ones, on those players at a sporting disadvantage. And I cannot agree with him. I think this is a fight that needs to be taken up by FIFA and CAF. National teams, when they are bidding to qualify for the World Cup in the same way that you ensure the best referees, uh, the best television coverage, the best radio coverage, the best of everything, countries must not be inhibited by which players they are capable of choosing mm-hmm. by the by the dictates of a league. And I, and I think that's unfortunate. And that's a problem that needs to be sorted. Even away from Africa, you saw the issue that happened with Argentina and yeah. Brazil yesterday. So it looks like football wants to continue in the midst of COVID. But when it comes to international football, football is still struggling to figure out exactly how to deal with that problem. Okay, we've got a couple of voice notes from our listeners who are listening to us. We're coming to you live from the FNB Stadium. I am here with Michael Oti Ajay from uh, GM at Digital at Media General in Ghana. Let's hear what the people who are watching have to say. India member Tudani from Holland. It's a pity that we haven't scored because of the linemen, but the referees are human. We'll give it to them, but they, they are costing us now. The team is playing very well off the ball. That's what we struggled previously on the previous match since uh, Zimbabwe created chances, but they didn't score those chances. On attack, we'll get there. It takes time to formalize the team or to build a team that is scoring every game. It takes time. We'll give them maybe five games. After five games, we'll expect them to score. For now, it's good if they don't lose. Thanks. Uh, good evening, Tabiso. Yeah, well, uh, I'm watching this game. We must win this game. We can win this game. The guys they just have to make sure that when they arrive there in the 18 areas, they they combine well and they get finish. They finish up and score. So we just all even one nil can be okay. Don't want many goals because, as I see, uh, if we do not win this game that means we give ghana the opportunity they will be having four points that means that they will only want one points uh, to the next game then we might be disqualified we need to win this game types anonymous in cape town good evening good evening safm and listeners uh, I just want to commend regarding uh, Bafana Bafana's poor performance over the years till even this new coach, Hugo Bruce. Uh, first of all, let me introduce myself. This is Sunny Vice in Cape Town. Uh, I want to make an example. If this thing of rebuilding with the leadership of Benito Danny is going to take us to nowhere. France in 2010 World Cup a year in South Africa in our group, they did very, very badly. Very, 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 very badly. We even beat France here. They were nowhere to be found. They were not playing as a team. They were playing as individuals. They even collapsed. We even give them a hiding. But what they did, they go to the rebuilding process with had a strategy. And then guess what? Two World Cups, they come back stronger and then they win the World Cup. Where are we? We can't even qualify for the World Cup. So this Bafana Bafana will remain Bafana Bafana. God bless. Thanks.
Okay, not surprised by some of the voice notes. Um, we we get this all the time here. I know we've got a guest here that is with us in the studio, but uh, don't be surprised, uh, Michael. We get this all the time. On that note, what what? By the way, there is a bit of a lull in the it's, game. It sounds almost like Ghana, to be honest. Oh, with is you. it? The, the level of complaints, the criticisms. <laughs> like I'm listening to a, 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 show, a radio show in Ghana. <laughs> well, yes, the character's changed. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the fans are tough to please. But what are, they impre- what are the impressions of Bafana Bafana in Ghana? And over the years, not just ahead of this game. Well, I, I think, so we, we have great memories of Bafana Bafana for good and bad reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I was in high school when um, Bafana beat Ghana in the semifinals of the Nations Cup. Trinil. And we never believed it would happen. Mm. So then the likes of Mark Fish, Mark Williams. John Shoes Mushuel. John Shoes is one of my favorites. Became yes. household names in Ghana. And then I saw in 98, then Bafana went to the Nations Cup and did really well. And then the emergence of Benny McCarthy. And I remember meeting him in Santin about four years ago. And it was almost as if and I had met one of the greatest footballers from the continent that oh. I had seen. It was really good. So in my mind, there's this. This country has enough to be a regular presence in major tournaments, mm. to be more competitive than it is now. You know, the stadiums, the quality of the league, the the economy that supports football better than most in, on the continent. And it's a problem for me. But Bafana is hugely respected in Ghana. You will hear a few disparaging remarks, which is the things that we say on radio. But deep mm. down, when Ghana gets, pick, gets paired against South Africa, Anyone who understands and knows football in Ghana knows it will not be a walkover. We remember that 1-0 loss in Kumasi in the quarterfinals of the 2000 Nations Cup. When we drew Bafana in the 2006 World Cup qualifiers, I think it was the presence of South Africa that ensured that Ghana became even more prepared because we had so much respect for Bafana. It reflected in the approach and the build-up to the game. And that for me is... It's huge credit to divorce South Africa. It's so a lot of respect for and there South was a Africa time when you we were Bagana Bagana in twenty ten. I am telling you, <laughs> I, I came in when I came in yesterday I said this stadium reminds me of a lot of things because <laughs> I remember being here for that Uruguay game. Yes. But I also remember after the game, uh, the team staying somewhere in Bromfontein and then taking a drive through Soweto and the overwhelming support and I remember Samojan saying afterwards that even though they had lost and everybody was sad, mm. the reception they got driving through Soweto and some principal streets here in Johannesburg reminded them that they had, they had won the hearts of people. And, and that, for me, was, was, was something really important. And, and I think it sort of maintained that balance really well. When we got in at the airport, the immigration officers were really nice. Oh, I come here regularly, and a lot of the time when you present your Ghana passport, there's always likely to be a conversation about... Ghana and football, and, and I think that sort of sums up the the football relationship between the two countries. Okay, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. There is there, okay. There are back now. There was a break in play, an injury. Yeah, it's been a very, very physical game here, Michael. Are you surprised by it, or were you expecting it? No, it's been very physical. I always figured that Ghana South Africa games are more skill based, but you you know what I've been surprised about is just the erratic tackling of the Ghanaians in mm. midfield. So you saw Wakasu, you saw. Uh, Emmanuel Lomote, and some of the tackling, I have to be honest, uh, could have resulted in a bit more than yellow cards. There's just been, there seem to be almost, uh, and it's a bit unGhanian, but almost this this decision that to be able to do well in midfield, you have to be, uh, you know, physical, and uh, it's not something that I've, I'm, I'm used to from a Ghanaian team at all. 
Okay, Richard Afori has been subbed. Uh, it looks like he took a serious injury there. So that's been the substitute from for, for, for Ghana here. And then with Bafana Bafana, I have seen Njabulo Ngobo has come in. Uh, Mutobi Mvala, yeah, Njabulo Ngobo now on the ball. Mutobi Mvala um, has been subbed here. There, are, there is another sub that's about to come on here from Bafana Bafana from what we can see where we are sitting. Um, uh, somebody is warming up. It looks like Vital Itzualo, so he might be going for a goal here. It looks like he will be going for a goal here, um, is coach Hugo Bruce. And ahead of this game, uh, Michael, with all the, um, the, the absence of the players and the game against Ethiopia, what were the expectations from the people of Ghana? What will make a good result for Ghana? I think a draw will signify a good result. If, if Ghana gets three points out of this game, that will mean six points it will mean the perfect start to the qualifiers there are two games next month uh, one away in harare another one in accra so to go into those games in 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 october and then the intensity of the november games uh with four points two ahead of bafana who are considered by many Ghanaians to be the biggest competition mm. will be considered a success okay and how confident are you of ghana going to the world cup or what are the expectations i have to be honest with you i am not as confident as I would have, I was in 2006, 2010, mm-hmm. 2014. Uh, you know, I, I think we have to come to we have to come to the acceptance as Ghana that the golden era that started with qualifying for the World Cup in 2006 and followed through with two other appearances in 2010 and 2014 is gone. Now Ghana has to begin to build up a whole new team. And we are struggling in that phase. We don't have the same quality of imposing players. We don't have the same names. We don't have the same technical acumen. And it will take some time. So for me, qualification for Qatar 2022 will be a pleasant surprise. Okay, Michael, thank you for joining us. Just before you let you go, what can you tell us about a Kwame Pepper who was signed for Orlando Pirates? It's a good, 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 good striker. Mm-hmm. Um, he played his club football with, with King Faisal. And Faisal were struggling at the lower end of the of the league. Yeah. But so for him to score uh, double figures in the manner that he did, his assists were very good. He's a good physical player, runs down the channel very well. And I think Pirates have themselves a good player. His only difficulty may be how to adjust here. I've seen mm. too many good Ghanaian players mm. come to Johannesburg and maybe get distracted by, you know, the intensity of life here and that sort of thing. So it's something that he needs to check. But he is a good player. He also comes from a club that produced, you know, and the same man who transferred him here, the owner of the club, mm-hmm. was responsible for sending the likes of Sami Kufuo and the rest to Europe. So he knows how to groom players. He knows how to find them. And he's more than convinced that he's found one of those who will be a regular presence in the Ghana team for a while. So I think Paris fans will like him. They will like the effort. They will like the endeavor, especially if he doesn't allow life here to to get the better of him. You heard it from the man himself there. Wise words from a wise man. Otia J on Twitter for those asking. That's his account. A-D-J-E-I. O-T-I-A-D-J-E-I. Thank you, Michael, for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thank you. you. Still goalless, folks, between Bafana Bafana and Ghana. We are into the last 10 minutes now. The Pesi Tower has also been subbed. Uh, Wasn't that great against uh, Zimbabwe with the coach saying he lacks match fitness. So he's been subbed now and Njabulo Plom actually came in and Njabulo also came in for Mutobi Mvala but there is a chance and it's a goal for Bafana Bafana oh what a great chance it was a scramble inside the box there and uh, they poked it in and Bafana Bafana with a goal here and uh, it is crazy I don't know the last time I was in the stadium the last time I was in the stadium seeing people jumping up and down like this are these journalists with the with the flag of Bafana Bafana here, Veli? <laughs> this is the national team. Eh? <laughs>
<laughs> it looks like the journalists have brought a flag of Bafana Bafana here, and now they've been able uh, to actually raise that flag. So Bafana Bafana have scored here, and uh, it was a tap in. I'm just trying to figure out who it was. It looked like it was Songwane. We spoke about him. Salusa. The boy from Murraysburg United poked it in there from close range, and it is Bafana Bafana 1, Ghana Nil, I think it was a perfect time to let our guest go there. Otherwise, um, he, he would have been wondering what is going on here in studio because people are jumping up and down. And it's a great way to actually introduce the CEO of SAFA who's just joined us. And I think he must stay until the end of the game because CEO, you've brought goals here. Advocate Tebuka Mutlante joins us now. Good evening, Advocate. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, good evening, uh, Taviso. And uh, I, I'm happy to be here. Yes, and you came at the right time. But safe to say it was coming, though. See, oh, this second half performance for Bafana Bafana has been encouraging. No, indeed. Uh, as we're coming in with Velile, I said to Velile, Velile was saying, these are kind of games you steal. And I said, look, we still have ch- time to steal it. And uh, one hopes that it ends this way. And it's a very young team, CEO, but they seem to have held their own here. They got a point away in Ghana. They're holding their own here against Ghana. They've actually been dominating Ghana in the second half. How encouraging is that? Look, it is uh, very encouraging. uh, But one of the key things which uh, the coach said uh, just from his interviews, he he had said he was worried, uh, having followed uh, Bafana for some time, Mm. that we concede early. Mm. So he has uh, tried to cure that uh, because they did not concede against Zimbabwe away. Mm. We are here now in the second half. They've not conceded because he was saying, looking at uh, the previous Afcon qualifiers, there is no game which, which we did not concede. And in most cases during first half. And, and, and how did you as an association view that first game in Zimbabwe? Was it two points dropped? Was it a point gained? Uh, it, it is a point gained, you know, it's always difficult uh, to play away. And uh, of course, we had said to him, no pressure, we are building. And I think the fact that they came back without a defeat said a mm. lot about the character of this team. And it's not surprising on how they are performing today. Okay, let's hope Bafana Bafana hold on here. Mm. It is still 1-0 Bafana Bafana <laughs> against Ghana Bongo Kutle Songwane with the goal. But if you've been listening to us, you would have heard that Bafana Bafana had been dominating the game. They were in full control of this game, especially in the second half. They were all over Ghana. And it looked like at some point, I didn't know if Ghana were playing for a point or they were happy with the point or they just uh, couldn't get the better of Bafana Bafana. You mentioned, CEO, that we are rebuilding and a lot of people uh, raise concern about this word rebuilding. What is the thinking here? Uh, because the the president did come out and say that um, he's encouraging plus to rebuild. Uh, people were saying, but why is there no mandate? Uh, look, uh, it's not like there is no mandate. Uh, of course, we had said this is his first uh, qualifiers. We're not going to put him under pressure and say qualify at all costs. Yes, we are a winning nation and we believe that uh, we must be there competing with other uh, countries at the World Cup. And he coaches accept, uh, has admitted it that there is no coach, no players who don't want to play in the World Cup. But we are saying it must not be at all cost because we, we had an aging team which everyone knew about it. And uh, it was not going to assist to say, get the old players to qualify, but uh, the future is not certain. And, uh, you know, the introduction of youngsters also showed the nation that uh, the future looks bright. 
Okay, well, the future is definitely bright at the moment and Bafana Bafana almost breaking away with it from the halfway line there. Ghana now have most of their players inside the Bafana Bafana half. It looks like they've just been woken up by that goal and all of a sudden now they're starting to play. Maybe they were happy with the draw, they were happy with the point, but Bafana Bafana um, have put those plans to rest now with that goal. Two more players are down. It's been a very, very physical game here between Bafana Bafana and Ghana. I don't know what is going on on the pitch between those boys. Maybe they're saying one or two things to each other. But a CEO, on that note then of rebuilding then, what will the coach be judged on then? How do we now judge the process of rebuilding? Uh, of course, after after these qualifiers, uh, there will be a technical committee meeting which will sit and say, are we on the right direction or not? And of course, there are things which he knows that uh, they will then kick in, like uh, the qualifiers for the next AFCON, the qualifiers for the next World Cup. Then those becomes uh, now the mandate. So mm. we can still measure the coach uh, from here. Will we, 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 the technical committee need to say, are we on the right direction? And if they are pleased, uh, then the mandate kicks on. But we said we must give him a long time instead of saying when we don't qualify, we have the coach going mm. uh, because it will not assist us. And from your opinion, what's his assessment of the squad that is of the, of, of the players here and the squad that is picked? Uh, look, Tabiso, I think uh, from the squad which he has picked, you see hunger, which was not there in the past. You see players who are committed to die in the field. And uh, one is happy and is motivated uh, to see young players because what it says, uh, it says to all the players, young players out there to say, the door of Bafana is open. Mm. Unlike in the past when you know that you must be of a certain age to be considered. We were just joking again with Bailey, let to say someone like Ethan Brooks. Mm. In the past regime, you'll not even think of him playing. They only come to Bafana when they are 30, 35, towards the retirement. So I think this motivates also youngsters all over the country to say the door for Bafana is open for everyone. And that's an incredible story of Ethan Brooks, by the way. We spoke to him on SAFM just after the Kosafa or before Kosafa, and he was telling us just two years mm. ago. He was in high school two years ago, and then they were training at Paranama Sports Club where Tex Galaxy were training, and Coach Dan Dan saw him at the time and said, this boy must come train with us, and the rest is history now. And Ethan Brooks was starting starting for Bafana Bafana tonight against Ghana. It is still 1-0 to Bafana Bafana, so if it stays like this, then Bafana will move to four points now. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Pomuto Manenze, that point in Zimbabwe is not a bad point after all if Bafana Bafana hold on and, uh, and, 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 and win this game. You are welcome to send us your voice notes to 061-4104-107, 061-4104-107. Your impressions of the game, it is live on SABC3, it's live on the Sports Channel on SABC, that is Channel 124 on the um, Open View decoder there. See you all as we wrap up now, besides Bafana Bafana, we've also got Banyana Banyana that are going somewhere. What can you tell us quickly? about them yes banyana they are going to play in the buhari uh, cup in nigeria when they come back from buhari they will be defending the uh, kosafa championship mm. we we think that the uh, buhari cup is going to give them a great test because you have nigeria there you have morocco there you have sierra leone there it is going to be a great test of character for banyana and it's going to tell us where we are standing. We know that with Kosafa we have won it six times. So it's about time we test ourselves against the other countries out of our zone. Mm. And uh, we believe they will come back having performed well. And on that note, there was a big story in the City Press this past weekend about the change to the bonus pay structure. Um, I don't know how much you can tell us about that or what was in the paper this weekend. 
No, no, I think uh, as the paper had said, uh, one will not get into it because the finance committee is still talking about it. And of course, the players, uh, you need to engage players. You need to sit down with them, talk to the players and show them what you want to achieve. But I think the mentality of the association is that instead of paying a match bonus, uh, let's get to say qualifiers for qualifiers. Uh, you will get uh, this much because you would have qualified. Mm -hmm. you, you know, sometimes you draw at a game, it is a loss of income for them because uh, bonuses for a win and a draw, they are different. Mm -hmm. But it's a matter which is still in discussion. And I can tell you, for this comes the old uh, bonus structure is still intact. Mm -hmm. It's uh, something which uh, we'll sit down with players because we don't impose. We get in, discuss, because you also don't want to demotivate players. Okay, so you want to look at the bonus structure and base it on qualifying instead of per game. Yes, because per game uh, you have a situation where players will uh, get two wins, uh, they still make money, the country does not qualify. Mm. So we, we, we are looking at it in that way of saying it, may, it will motivate them to qualify for all these major tournaments. But as I say, it's not yet a decision. We're still going to engage with players. And that goes for both Bafana Bafana and Banyana Banyana? Uh, of course, yes, Tabiso. And just finally, CEO, with all these challenges of COVID and uh, the players going to Zimbabwe and coming here now, how challenging has that been to make sure that just everything is in place and you've got visitors here, they're happy with how they've been treated here in South Africa? Look, it has been tough, but one need uh, to, singly, to, to, to single out Dr. Nguenya, who uh, even FIFA has recognized his work. They've appointed him as a medical officer for this game. He has done a tremendous work in ensuring that we comply with uh, both FIFA and CAF regulation as far as COVID is concerned. Mm. And of course, we have seen the cases uh, reducing. And uh, the countries which are here, you know that we are also hosting for those uh, who did, whose stadiums did not pass that lab licensing test. We have Malawi playing here tomorrow and he is still guiding that process. We don't have many cases of COVID. That, that tells you the hard work he has given in. And as the association, we are happy that uh, we did not have that uh, many, many COVID cases like we did with Banyana. Okay, let's just take one voice note before we let the CEO go. Uh, it's still 1-0 to Bafana Bafana. It looks like the boys will hold on and they have! They have! It is finished here at the FNB Stadium. Bafana Bafana have beaten Ghana 1-0. Bongo Kutle with that all-important goal. He's really got on to a great start in his international career. And like the CEO was saying, maybe some of the players that you wouldn't have seen in the previous um, Bafana Bafana squad, but there's a new dawn, there's a new era here under Hugo Bruce. And the boys have picked up the first win of the campaign. So it's four points for Bafana Bafana out of two games. It leaves Ghana with three. So Bafana got top of the log because Zimbabwe only playing tomorrow against Ethiopia. But let's take a quick voice note before we tell you who the player of the match is. Good evening, Tabiso. Good evening to your guest and the regular listeners. Not forgetting the team behind the good show. Bafana needs to win the team. They needs to win the ongoing game. You know, Suffolk and then the president should also allow spectators to be in the stadium. It's about time that we need spectators to cheer on the uh, players. The players are doing their utmost best. But without the spectators, it will be extremely difficult for them to probably advance to the next stage that we all want them to be. It's Bramoro in Bloemfontein. Thank you for that Bramoro in Bloemfontein. Oh, is there another one? Okay. See, oh, maybe just to touch on that, how far are we from fans? Who makes the decision and the suffer? Are you involved? Yeah, yes, we are in, involved, Tabi. So we spoke, we met with the minister and different sporting coaches. 
and it was made clear that uh, let's vaccinate first. Let's uh, have the numbers of vaccination increasing. Let's have soccer stars. Let's have everyone involved in football, encouraging people to vaccinate so that when we come back, we don't have huge numbers of COVID. And of course, as the association, we are planning campaigns in our games. We are planning campaigns uh, in different places where we'll be encouraging people to vaccinate. Thank you, CEO. Lots of people enjoying our interview here, but I'm going to let you go and do what you need to do because the game is over now. It's Bafana Bafana 1, Ghana nil. We're still here, though. We are still here. The Bafana players are still on the pitch. They're not getting too carried away like we are here in the booth. They're taking it all in their stride, the players. there. But it is a big win, folks. We can't underplay it. Not a lot of people gave Bafana Bafana a chance ahead of this game, especially after what happened in Zimbabwe. And it was a young team. Also, people felt a lot more experience as should have been in this Bafana Bafana team. But really, it's safe to say that it was a well-deserved win for Bafana. No, it is. It is, uh, So You know, the excitement... Uh, we can't contain it. We are journalists, yes, but uh, we've got an ID, and our ID, um, <laughs> it's, it's a smart card now. Eh? <laughs> it's RSA, so that one. Uh, because also, you know, um, when you look at the history of Ghana and uh, Bafana Bafana at this particular venue, Ghana on their way to their first World Cup in 2006. Mm. Remember the team of Stephen Appiah, mm. Michael Essien, they beat us 2-0 here at the old FNB Stadium. Mm. And then again, they eliminated us this year. Uh, we couldn't go to the AFCON. So this is a, a sweet revenge, um, if I can put it. Also, a youthful Bafana Bafana team that I felt didn't do badly against uh, Zimbabwe. Mm -hmm. But also here today, a better team uh, and they've found um, that goal. And I think for me, what's even more important is to see players uh, who are also coming in uh, into this Bafana Bafana setup, uh, being the players uh, who, who are also making that, uh, that change. And, and besides that, what else impressed you with this Bafana Bafana? And, and let's not forget, it's two clean sheets now in two games. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Uh, two clean sheets. And it's got to be said also, maybe with the exception of... Um, when you look at it, uh, with, 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 with the exception of um, here, uh, mm -hmm. when, I, when I look at um, Kulu, uh -huh. the, the entire back four is new. Uh -huh. You know, yeah. the entire back four is new. Um, so it, 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 tells you, it tells you something. And I'm, I'm not surprised that uh, well, <laughs> this is the player we're talking about, Shongwane. Mm. Um, <laughs> not only has he scored, but also is the deservedly man of the match. And he was lively when you saw him in the second half against Zimbabwe. He had that shot there that was parried away uh, by who was it? Was it Chimwe? Well, by the keeper there in Zimbabwe. It was parried away. Shumba, yeah. Shumba, I mean. Um, and uh, and he really looked like he was bringing something into the game there. And uh, the coach rewarded him with a start here. So let's put things into perspective now, Velila. It's important to win your own, your home games. That's what everybody says. That is the number one rule in football. A point away from home. A point, uh, three points at home now. We've got a bit of a break until next month's qualifying. Where does this leave Bafana now? Yeah, we spoke about it with the coach yesterday. Uh, it was my final question to them, uh, him and Pesita, the vice captain, um, in terms of what does this mean now um, for Bafana? Because at home you have to, 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 to win your matches. Because once you win your matches, you're already at an advantage. And, and I'm glad that he said they are coming here to win. But if it's a point, he'll be content with the point. Fortunately, uh, that was not the case. <laughs> but one thing we must also address, Tabiso, is that mm -hmm. this is FIFA. Mm -hmm. FIFA uses a goal difference. Mm -hmm. They don't use head-to-head. -head. Mm -hmm. So the number of goals we score 
is also important. Mm-hmm. So that's something that we must address in the next window next month. Uh, we're playing back-to-back matches. And we had a disallowed goal here. <laughs> we could have been 2-0 now. And on that note, Vene, let's put things into perspective now. And from this stage, because this is not the final stage of qualifying. What happens in this stage and what happens in the next stage? So what's happening now, there, there are 10 groups. Uh, there are 10 groups um, where all the 10 winners will go through. Only the winners uh, of the groups will go through. And then those winners will then be go, go to a draw again. Uh, and then after that draw, uh, we will see um, the five winners uh, uh, going through. Remember, the last time, um, I think we couldn't even uh, reach that stage. Eh? Uh, mm. we, we didn't reach the playoff last time. Uh, it, 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 was, it was so unfortunate. And, and, and if, if you remember, we were very close after Sheikh's Mashaba left. Mm. You know, uh, Sheikh was w- top of the log <laughs> when he was fired. Belele. That's another show. But, but finish your thought. <laughs> and then we lost to Cape Verde. <laughs> Double loss to Cape Verde. I mean, that was poor. You know, and uh, mysteriously, I don't know how the, the, this happened. Uh, FIFA forced us to replay that game against um, Senegal. Mm. So, th- so this time around, I don't want to lie. I didn't really expect us to go all the way, especially after missing out on a 24 team AFCON. Mm-hmm. But with a new project, uh, anything is possible. And I'm sure the coach, judging by his comments and the pressers we've been having with him, uh, we will see some few additions. Maybe we could see a bit of experience mm. um, going through, but I think this result uh, is going, so going to, to put a lot of pressure. <laughs> it's going to put a lot of pressure on also Stuart Baxter. Nobo played yesterday. Yes, Nobo actually came on here and he hasn't played the Chiefs, right? They play Sundowns this coming weekend. Okay. Let's leave it there because we're going to have to go to news. It is 8 o'clock. Time flies when you are having fun. But well done, Bafana. Bafana beating Ghana by a goal to nil. Zimbabwe and Ethiopia play tomorrow. By the way, the next matches for Bafana. Bafana are back-to-back against Ethiopia on the 6th away from home and on the 10th at home. So imagine if Bafana gets 6 points against Ethiopia now in those back-to-back matches before playing Zimbabwe and Ghana in the final two matches. It is a big win. It's a youthful Bafana team. It's a young team. So the signs are there. They're encouraging. But obviously, it's not over yet. The journey to Qatar, still a long way uh, to go there. But great start. Four points out of six for Bafana Bafana. We're going to have to go to news. And Kimu Dupi, if you don't start with the big story of the day, man. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Or have we said enough? You've said enough, eh? In the next bulletin. Okay, let's go to news then, Kimu Dupi. But Bafana won. Well done, Bafana. Bafana. That's it. We're coming to you live from the FNB Stadium. Thank you to everybody that put it together. SABC Sport as well as uh, Safa. Of course, SABC Sport, the official broadcast partner of Bafana Bafana as well as Safa and all the national teams.